Hi, and welcome to Hip Hop Real Talk. Doing it, and they wouldn't be able to get what they wanted to get done. Yeah. So, um, I mean, they think talk about it, they'd have to go another route about it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's easier said than done. Well, I know, I mean, what you're saying is backed by, by facts. I mean, the countries that have gotten rid of, of guns altogether or implemented extreme gun control. The violent crime has gone up because everybody knows that victims have no way to protect themselves. They're, they, you know, they're much easier to get. And in Kennesaw, um, Georgia, where, where they implemented, which is a little extreme in the other way, but they, they implemented a lot of, for a brief period where everybody had to be armed. Crime, crime or crime in general went down 200 percent. It's the same right. logic as nobody, you know, shoots up a, a gunshot. You know, I think they see it like as maybe like it's a double-edged sword in a way. You know, like the. You implement this gun control and take everybody's firearms away, then the people who get them know that you know nobody else has them, so they're easier victims. And then you know then you do something like you tell everybody, okay, well you know have a firearm, you know protect yourselves, and like you said, crime goes down. But now everybody has a gun, and they get scared of that too. Well, I just think that people who I think people forget the fact that you can still get illegal guns. Making guns even illegal or, or making it harder to get them is not going to take away the ability for people to get guns. It just right. makes it like, so if you're going to, you know, use a gun to kill somebody, rape somebody, shoot up a school, why would you break those laws but follow gun laws? The only people that are affected by gun laws are people who follow the law. Right. Yeah, I mean, and it, like I said, it's a double-edged sword. Like, you know, on, on one hand, when you have it, you feel, you know, protected, and then when you don't, you're an easy target for those who abuse having the firearms, so, you know, and coming from where we come from, Maryville, you know, it's like a touchy subject, too, where, you know, I'm sure when you grew up, just like I did, I went to Trevor Brown High School, uh, you know, in the late 90s, and gangs were still everywhere, you know, you'd have students, you know, older brothers or cousins pulling up, and they'd have, you know, guns in the car, and you know, th things happen, and, and sometimes you, you can't stop it unless you, you figure out how to you know, get get the guns either away from the people who shouldn't have them or in, into the right hands. So are those situations caused by guns or by poverty and, and inequality? Like more, I, mean I think it's all a factor, like especially, you know, when, you, when you're in, in a rough area, a rough neighborhood where... You know, certain jobs aren't available to certain people. Build so that like area up, you know, or put money into that area. Not in a gentrification type of way, but in a way where those schools actually, you know, are right. worth going to and where people actually have the ability to do better, you know, like where there's some opportunity other than crime. Wouldn't that be a more useful use of I think so. I, I absolutely think so. If, if more positive things were accessible, they wouldn't be thinking about the other ways to try to get you know get get to where they need to be at. So you know that definitely the the money should go to places like that, like you know that that needed. You know especially areas where it, it's rougher for certain people. There's not a lot of jobs in certain areas, and you know if you create more for those people to attain positively, then they won't be trying in a negative way. Okay, um, we're going to take a break. Cool.
Awesome. Where, where exactly is it located? It's right off the I-10 and it's 1st Avenue, uh, just south on Latham, 1st Street. Cool. Cool. So all you kids, everybody out there want to, you know, go go into a gym, get some some good workouts, go go uh, see your boy John Morago over, uh, what, what's the gym called? Uh, Maryville Gym. Maryville Gym. MaryvilleGym.com. Very soon. We have a kind of a rough website up right now. Great program for kids, obviously positive for the community. So uh, John Morag is doing his thing. What else you got coming up? Um, so we got a, a nice uh, big fight for us, hometown fight here in uh, the Peak Glendale at the Eagle River Arena, April 14th, uh, UFC on Fox. So if you can't go, you can still catch it on Fox for free. Awesome, awesome. How, how can people get tickets? Uh, now, I believe tickets just went on sale today, uh, this morning. So, uh, you know, Y'all can get out there and check if they're still there. I heard they were they were gonna be selling out quick. I'm not too sure, but uh, I would I would say get on it. Do you do you have any advice for people just in general on um, not giving up? I mean, you you're like a legend of just keep going until you get what you need to get done. You know, like, and that's that's really inspirational to see. And um, yeah, do you have anything? I mean, what makes you what makes you do that? What makes you keep pushing? Man, I don't know. It's uh, it's crazy to hear the compliment, but um, I don't know, man. You know, I just really sometimes I guess he had no choice. When once I had kids, that's that's been my biggest motivation. You know, there's never been an option really. So um, I'd have to say right now that that's what it is. But uh, you know, I, that's the number one answer. Top of my head. Awesome. How many kids you got? I have two kids. Two kids. Yeah. Yeah. They have you little fighters too. Yeah, my youngest one tells me he wants to, but uh, I hope not. You know, I don't. I don't want them to. I hope I can show them uh, to do other things and be do a smarter, give better opportunity. Yeah. You know, like I said, we, we we grew up in that that side of town. How old are you? Um, thirty three. Thirty three. Okay, you're same exact age as me. Right? So, you, did you go to Maryville High School? Yeah. Yeah. I went to Trevor Brown the same time as you were over there. Okay. So, you know, it was same yeah. same neighborhood, same everything. So. Yeah, definitely. Man. That's awesome, bro. Using your kids as, as that motivation. Yeah, so just trying to help out, you know, because uh, I know, like you said, you know what it's like to come up from there, and a lot of kids, um, there's obstacles, man. So I'm just hoping that uh, hopefully with this gym and just uh, maybe with whatever I've done, you know, they, they people come from where we come from can just see that, you know, something can be done. You know, yeah. if, you, if you don't, it, 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 it takes hard work, though, and a lot, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Really young, we get to a point where we're kind of uh, feeling real hopeless about things, and people make bad decisions. And, uh, it just takes hard work, you know. And I guess we don't have enough examples to show that. So, right. you know, hopefully, you know, that's not what I started for. I started just survival, you know. But hopefully, one day I can I can be that example. I guess. Awesome. I think if you teach kids the discipline that it takes to, to you know be a fighter, that will. Kind of keep them off streets and thing with it. You know, yeah, that's that's my goal. You know, I, I had to do a lot of growing up myself. Uh, there was a time when, uh, with my wrestling club, I, I had to step up and, and do the coaching. You know, and it, it was hard. I didn't want to make that commitment at first with my fighting and stuff. But when there was uh, no coach there, I just I had to do it. And um, a little girl that wrestled for us, she started following me on Instagram, mm-hmm. and that was that day it hit me. I realized what position I'm in, and um, kids are looking up to me and stuff. So I, 
Yeah, man. You know, I mean, it, it, it's got to feel like a, you know a good responsibility, though. You know, what I mean, not not like too much pressure. I mean, maybe maybe it's a little bit of pressure. You know, feeling like that, like you're somebody to look up to and somebody to, to follow and and you know use as as a, a role model. But you know, it's got to feel good for you knowing at the level you've taken it to now. You know, you guys are opening the gym for the community. You're still fighting. You know, still putting on a show. And you know, you got a great support team around you. I'm sure your family probably supports you. So, you know, that I think that that alone, like if people actually really follow you, they'll see that like that's you know uh, what it takes is like you know people to support each other and, and be positive about it. And that's what's going to bring everybody together. The, the more positive everybody becomes to support each other. You know, the, the better the yeah, whole community can be. Yeah, I mean, the last fight that you had, I, um, you knew you were going to win. I mean, I, I, I knew you were going to win from looking at your just your posts. Like you knew you 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 prepared for it, and you knew you were going to win. You know, like you, there's, there was an arrogance about it. There was just like, yeah, I, you know, I'm going to do this, <laughs> and you did it. Um, so, what, what's your thing you want into your next fight? What, what's um. Well, my last fight, I felt really good um, going into that fight. That was the first time that I've actually felt like that going into a fight in a long time. Uh, since my since I, I had a head injury, I was out for a year. I came back, I had a short fight, short notice fight. Uh, came back, had some injuries. Came back, took another short notice fight, had another injury. Uh, and then I, I luckily I've got these two wins. And, and but even even the first win, I was like pretty much pretty much broke down and I was I was real hurt going into that fight and luckily the UFC opened up that new performance institute I was able to go over there uh, I made the decision the day that they showed us they took us out there for an athlete retreat and uh, they had the grand opening pretty much for us and told us you know Monday this like starting this Monday it was the weekend and they're like it'll be available to you and I had three weeks to my fight and I made the decision I'm just gonna stay in Vegas I stayed in Vegas those last two weeks to recover and just use the institute and get my body right and somehow uh just doing the right stuff and using the therapy there every day and stuff i was able to go into that fight feeling almost 100 percent when I, I i felt like about 35 percent like just banged up everywhere you know i no real injuries but serious stuff you know that would hurt, hurt you going into the fight but um after that i was able to have no injuries after that fight stay in the gym go through be in shape going into camp not having to worry about it and just everything was clicking and everything was back my timing was back my I was back on point and um, and it takes that preparation and I've been able to keep that up since for the most part you know I had a s small little window where I just sat out for to rest of a little bit of um, small injuries after this fight and then I was right back on it and I'm still feeling good still feeling sharp so uh, uh, I'm excited because the first two fights that I fought in Phoenix, I, I didn't, I didn't go in um, 100%, and I had no excuses on those. But uh, this one, I feel, um, yeah, it was like, yeah, two weeks notice or so. The, the very first fight, I, uh, I, mean, I fractured my hand the week before. I don't know exactly what I did because I, I didn't check mine, but I couldn't use it for fight really. What kind of what kind of like normal preparations do you go through like you know before a fight like let's say you know the week before like what are you what are you doing? 
week of the fight, it's pretty much all easy work, you know, we, uh, you're just moving and getting your body um, ready to fight and, and doing what you got to do in the fight, focused, um, I do a lot of shadow boxing, a lot of drilling with my teammates and stuff. Um, a lot of mental preparation? Yeah, all, all light work, focus, mental preparation, just getting your body, uh, that muscle memory, and then, uh, so before that though, you know, it's, I do a six week camp. Uh, so pretty much five weeks of hard work and uh, five weeks of hard work. Cool, yeah, cool, cool. I mean, you, you know, like before you go into the fight, you, you envision it, you, you know, you picture really what, what it is that you're going in, like what's your game plan? Um, for the most part, you know, I have a good understanding what's going on in there nowadays you know now I'm, I'm pretty experienced I've, I've done this for many years now and uh, I'm just aware of a lot of more things that are going on and I feel like uh, my comfort level is better so uh, I feel actually already like I don't have to think about what's going on because I'm programmed to whatever happens in there I'm just going to react the way I need to react when things are going to fall into place okay pretty general you know like you, I mean is it different from, from fighter to fighter that, that you're going up against or uh, well yeah I mean there's definitely you have a, a small game plan you know like there's no secret on this in this fight um, this guy's a, a, his best chance is to take me down and try to win by staying on top grappling me somehow um, and I wouldn't say my best chance I feel like I could still take you down and beat you up too with him um, but I like to stand up. I want to give the knockout, so everyone knows. There's no secret in this fight. I'm going to try to stand up, knock him out, and he's going to try to take me down. Um, cool. That's what it is. I'm looking forward to seeing it. What happened with your um, your, your usual um, song that you went into in Las Vegas? Why did they... Um, I know it's because of the, the what happened over there, but why... Why? I'm not really sure why they... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly. Uh, whatever problem they had about you know, song in the lyrics. Because I listened to that song again after that happened, I didn't really... Yeah, it was just a few minor words, you know, it was the actual words, but uh, I don't think they took into consideration, you know, ambiguity and, and artistic stuff. And, uh, I don't know, but uh, I they said they were going to bleep out or, or just silence a few of the words and stuff, but they ended up silencing a couple of verses, but it's all good, you know. Like, it hurt, yeah. It worked out. I heard it when it when it came on when when the, I was taking out my stuff and I just I was able to um, change it out. So you didn't. You hear when you're going in? Is it? I mean, I normally don't think I do, but I did that day, so I, I don't I don't know. It's just it just hearing that song kind of gets me in the zone. You know, what I mean, I grew up on that, so it kind of reminds me of you know, grinding up. What what else is in your uh, you know your workout playlist? What do you listen to? Uh, a lot of pop. A lot of uh, all thugs, just some new school stuff, you know, my homies, Ryder, GMO, good um, Shouts out to GMO. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever thought about going after one of your own songs? Because you're very talented after as well. No. I mean, I thought about it, but I haven't made anything. Uh, you know, I, I do that kind of as a hobby, and, and when I can, and I'm still learning. You know, I just, I hang around with my friends and learn when I can and try to, you know, I don't feel anything uh, is up to par yet, so uh, we're ready. We're ready. I, I would disagree. I think Maribel's one of the best albums that's come out of here, so yeah, I disagree with that. <laughs> I think you're very good. And so does he. He's a fan of the best. 
I have a couple. Um, like I said, you know, we were saying earlier, like I get around a lot, so I, I've definitely heard a few of them. And, you know, I would say that you know, it, it, it would probably be pretty pretty good for you promotion-wise, too, to, you know, put, put your own stuff, march out to your own stuff out there. People be like, what is that? Oh, okay, that's him, that's him too? Oh, okay. You know, I've, I've been having a, you know, I wouldn't say a problem, but more so uh, just trying to figure out, you know, like we were talking about, you know, the example I, the influence I give, I leave off and, and the impression I want to leave. So it's kind of hard for me because um, I get to writing and, and I'll get to writing, you know, you know, Certainly. my music. Certainly. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should really, you know, it's a, it's, oh, I got to pick and choose. Yeah. Okay. 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 So I mean, what, you know, what about just, just doing some, some just for that, something that is aimed to be more uplifting, positive, you know, really hype, something to, you know, get pumped up to. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta figure out a way to do it though, right? If you don't, yeah. if you come out with a, yeah, if if you come out with something that everybody ain't really, you know, I don't know. Then if you just want, if I'm just doing it for my own, you know, happiness or what I want to make, then that's cool. But it just depends what I want to do with it, you know. So I haven't figured all that out yet. With with the UFC, let you do that though. Like let's say you know if, if it comes along, you, you know, and you end up making something that that's that's for that. Would they let you do that? Okay. I don't know if maybe it's gonna be like a licensing issue or anything for them to play it. Or... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'd have to let go on a contract. As far as I know, I only, uh, I'm only contracted with them as far as mixed martial arts is concerned. You know, so. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Are calls coming in? Are calls coming in? He's a real humble guy. Downplay his, his status from where we come from, you know. But you know, in the times when we were growing up in Maryville, like I said, gangs were prevalent. You know, things were still how they were, like you know, in the, in the old West. You know, back then, kind of, you know, every, everybody had a gun. Everybody, you know, was on the block here and there doing this and that. And you know, to have to have somebody that you know is is you know, close to us, even though, like, we don't really know each other, you know what I mean, but, but, like, to know that we're from the same place, and he made it to where he's made it to, that, that can show everybody that, like, you know, like he said, you put the hard work in, you can do something positive and become something, and even from where we're from, from, you know, practically nothing, you know, uh, I'm sure either him or, or people he knows just like me and people I know you know we grew up you know holding our shoes and, and you know being outside struggling and then you know to, to, to reach a point where you know you, you feel accomplished you know what I mean like like you've actually done something and become a role model is, is you know a big thing especially from places like where we, we came from because it's
I just answer a question that, I mean, I, I've been wondering why you haven't been more, you know, doing, because you really are talented, and I guess maybe you do know that, but you also know that you have to watch what you're saying because people look up to you. So that's, thank you. That answer. <laughs> well, I mean, like, like you said, too, though, you know, Pac being a big influence, like you said, he's in your playlist heavy. You know, when you, when you listen to Tupac, he, he does say a lot of negative things, but when, when you look at Tupac as a whole, in, in general, the goal of his was to explain what was going on in a negative world and, and trying to teach you about it so that you could learn from it and be positive about it. So in a, in a sense, you know, you, you speaking on certain things, being the, the individual that you are and the status that you have, you can have that kind of power you know, it doesn't necessarily have to mean, oh, I'm John Baraga, I'm out here doing bad things. It can mean, no, I'm John Baraga, I'm somebody who came from those negative things and turned it into a positive. You know, I mean, in, in general, that's that's what Tupac did. Yeah, and uh, I agree. And uh, it's just, you know, as a collective, it, you listen to all of Pac's music and you can get that message if you really listen. But if you take certain things, you know, they can make it look like what they want to make. You know, and it can not like be affected at one. I mean, like, I'm a huge pop fan, but he was violent. He, you know, he did say things that were violent, so I can understand, you know. Well, that's the thing. We can understand kind of where he was coming from, uh, you know, whatever it is. But um, that's why I have a problem with a lot of today's music and a lot of, like I said, the influences today, because I think somewhere along the line, um, even though you got that side of pop, you know, there was there was actually a message though to it, not just um, stupidity and, and things that I see these days. And um, and part of part of my whole the only reason why you guys use uh, the Chain and O Dog that was first take, first test. Um, that was first take? That was, that was first take, first test. Wow. That was written that 10 so years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was written. It was like, hey, let me see. Like, that was the first time in the group was writing there. So let me see if I can test this dude. Wow. Yeah. But you also looked really comfortable. I mean, like, you looked like... They came back and they had the whole song done after I dropped 16. And I really wasn't... Uh, I was like, hold on, though. That was just... I, I had that written, so I said it. But I didn't really... And I never got a chance to switch it around. I remember I was in a, in a camp on a fight around the time, and, uh, and, I, and actually, you know, the, uh, we never. Long story short, we never got a chance to re-record it and, and work on it before it got put out. And uh, but I, I, I was okay with it because I felt like you know what I'm saying. I gotta reach them first I, if if I ever wanted to do. You know, I was kind of conscious, not all the way, but I kind of knew that eventually, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't want to just put out stupid music. Mm -hmm. um, so. I was okay with it because it, I, I don't think it was too bad, but um, but just to let them know, you know, I know what's up, I'm from where you're from. Exactly, exactly. And, and, that, and that's what I mean, like, you know, you using that to your advantage and, and, and being more of an influence towards people. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, people can, you know, misconstrue what, what Pac might have been saying because his actions at times were a little bit wild and a little bit overboard, but he, John Moraga don't have to go spitting in, in so cameras and, and yeah he, he, he was still really 20, 24 really years old or 25 you know so 
I mean, he still did have a lot of growing to do and made, you know, young, crazy mistakes, too. You know, like I said, spitting in cameras and, and going and being wild here, hanging out the car in Vegas, throwing gang signs. John Moraga don't got to do that, though, but he can, he can talk about certain things, you know what I mean? And, you know, uh, maybe you don't have to do it in such a violent way, you know what I mean? But, but still, people do know where you come from, you know what I mean? When anyone out here who knows who you are thinks of you, they know where you came from. They know you're from Maryville. They know you're from the rough area of out here. And so for you to speak on those things, it, it's only you still being you, you know what I mean? T touching on your roots and, th and those same roots that we know too because we're from here too. For sure, yeah. And I've always, you know, you ask me a question, I, I, I say what I, what I feel and what's on my mind and what, you know, the truth to me. Um, that's why I don't like doing interviews because sometimes <laughs> Well, you know, you're, you're, you're a local legend out here. And that is something I love to do. Like, and that is one thing that I've noticed um, on, on you know, social media, just with you, um, that I really appreciate that most people don't do is whenever, you know, you've been off fighting or something like that, you'll Reddit's question about what's going on, you know, like, and I'll see it because I'll be talking about it. And that's how they put things, you know, that you're talking about in your feed. And everybody has their opinion already. Everybody's like, oh, this happened, and this is why, and this is what's going on. And you're just like, I don't really know what's going on. Can somebody please give me all the facts? You know, and you, like, actually ask for information and take in information and opinions. Like, that in itself is something that people should look up to. And, you know, and I think that will come across in your music if you really start, you know, like, if you let yourself just go. Because, I mean, there's nothing wrong with truth. And that's, you're right, like, you know, the way that, pop music was it was violent but there was a message and and the thing is like that message is always going to be there you know if you if it's from the heart if it's truth that you're you know you're getting it from what's happening now i think it's just people who don't understand the message or aren't even looking for it we're trying to imitate what they saw rather than give their own message so they just saw you know the violence and that's what they took because that's all they you know they didn't get the message, they didn't understand the message, and that's why, you know, this is just an imitation. You're not gonna, you would never be able to create that because you're not the kind of person who would do that, who would imitate, you know, so whatever you do give would be from the heart, and it would be with a message. Yeah, I think uh, a, a big thing comes down to perspective, you know, a lot of people just, I try to understand every perspective, that's why, that's why I ask questions, and that's why I try to get information, and, and just, I feel a lot of people don't try to take into consideration another person's perspective on the situation or why they did this, what was, you know, what, what could have caused it or what are they thinking or, you know, what's the argument to this and try to understand everything. Um, so that's just, I, I guess, part of myself growing up and try, how I try to think, you know. Yeah, me too, but it's like always helpful to have, you know, I don't know if there's any music there that kind of was like, hey, you're doing, you know, everybody else might be doing this, but what you're doing is actually the right thing. Be good for kids to have, like, you know, Gangstar and stuff had a had a hook that was kind of like that. And yeah. That kind of music. I'm not trying to play. <laughs> you know, like, no, I agree. All, yeah, I've had my ideas. It's just been actually putting it together, you know, it's a different, different um, area. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. But yeah. I think, um, especially if you have it in your heart to, to help, kids and stuff. I mean, nothing shapes kids like music, and it would be nice to have good influence there as well. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take another music break. Maybe going into the off <laughs> um, What's your opinion on that? 
Man, I, I didn't think he, he would actually do it. So if he actually does it, um, I, I really think he has absolutely zero chance uh, to make it out of the first round. Yeah. I, I don't think I have anything to add. <laughs> I don't think anybody would. No offense to Floyd Mayweather or anything, but. I mean, I mean yeah, he's got hands. But, you know. Unless he gets like a lucky, I don't know, punch or, or I mean, not lucky punch. Yeah, I mean, like, like we said, though, I mean, I think, like, if it comes down to him hitting the canvas, get, I mean, it's, it's over with. You know, you can only throw hands so much while you're on your back. I mean, if he goes to the ground, I don't see him doing anything. So, do you think he would actually do that? Because you said he didn't know if he was, <laughs> do you think he would actually follow through with that? I, I personally don't. Uh, unless he's been like secretly training or something for a couple of years, I I really don't see how he can feel comfortable going into a real fight with McGregor, who's a lot bigger than him, and uh, his kicks are good. His ground, I mean, compared to McGregor, is gonna be excellent. For it. So I don't know how good his ground really is, but it's definitely got uh, would take him less than thirty seconds to a minute to somebody out that's barely learning how to grapple. Pride wise though, do you think it's like he thinks that you can just I mean where do you think pride comes in? Do you think it would be like I don't want to, you know, risk losing so therefore it would be that kind of thing or he thinks that he can kind of beat anybody anywhere so he wouldn't see it as a risk kind of thing. <laughs> I, I I think like if I'm if I'm him, I'm I'm seeing the risk already. I mean I've I've fought my whole life standing up with you know, 12 to 16 ounce gloves on when you jump in this ring the gloves are different there's no padding on your feet you're gonna get a heel to the face it's gonna hurt you know I mean it's it's totally different you're not gonna hit with you know padding on your hands these these knuckles are coming at you and when they hit you in your jaw it's not like getting hit with a glove I mean I, I've done light sparring and stuff like that with Eric growing up and I, I got caught a few times when, you know, I've done some boxing too, and getting hit with, with you know, some, some gloves that they wear in the UFC is like, it's like a bare hand. You're getting hit with real knuckles to the face, and, and that's totally different. Mm -hmm. So. Plus when you're down there, you can get so, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can get yeah. I mean, you can catch an elbow, a knee. I mean, you're really going to get hit. So it's, it's it's a whole different world for Mayweather. Yeah, he uses a lot of his uh, his skills as a lot of defense too. You don't have as much defense with that glove, but also I think he just feels that he moves better. He won't be able to get caught necessarily because he's used to just staying at his distance um, in boxing. But yeah, but this is this is a knockout game. Now you're at kicking distance, and you're not used to kicks coming at you. McGregor is one of the best at those, so he's gonna be able. To, he's not just gonna, you know, do your typical thing. He's gonna fight you smart, and he's gonna hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, the the other way around now, you know, Floyd going into the UFC octagon, it's gonna be like McGregor jumping in the boxing ring. You know what I mean, like. But that's the thing. He did. You know, like you know, and well, that's what I'm saying. It's just maybe it's a surprise thing. Maybe he kind of 
now that you see some kind of call that, like, well, okay, come on my turf, and, you know. You know. I, I think that at this point, if, if it, it really is a real thing where he's going to get in the octagon with McGregor, knowing how Floyd works, like, as a businessman, like, I, I really think that that's probably what it's really all about, is just lots more money. Because people w- will want to see this now. Okay, but that's, see, that's where my fear comes in a little bit, that what if, you know, because he doesn't want to lose, and he gets a lot of money, they use that money to make it kind of more of a play-acting thing, and then the UFC starts to turn into wrestling, or pro-wrestling, you know, like, that would be really, really bad. <laughs> that would be a really bad, like, start to slow down, because, I mean... Well, it kind of already is, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. really? Uh, yeah. I feel like it, you know. Um, UFC can pretty much, you know, market and, and make a, you know, gain popularity with whoever they want, whoever, you know, fits whatever they're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, it, look at CM, like CM Punk. You know, yeah, wrestlers have, get, have converted kinda, to kinda had the UFC as well. A certain aspect, but so. it's basically, um, it's sport in a sense when you're doing the actual sport for the most part, but at, at, at the end of the day, it's entertainment too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that like a fight like this, pretty much just like the first one did, I mean, it sells itself. You know, Dana White's pockets are cha-chinging right now too. I mean, he's probably not complaining. He don't care. That that money's gonna roll in from a fight like this, and he's gonna sit back and cash out. And you know, how it affects other fighters like yourself. I mean, I'm sure he don't even care because, you know, it's, it's just that big. You know. I mean, how, how, do you, how do you think something like this is is affecting the other fighters, knowing that, like, this is the direction, like, it's, it's being taken to? Um, you know, I, I don't think that... Uh, I don't think it's going to last too long, you know. They're, they're only going to be able to do that so long before they realize that, okay, you actually have to have some skill and put some work in to actually really do this for real, not just any clown can come over here and try to do what we do. Yeah. I mean, you think there's you think there's a potential for I mean something you know bad to happen? Like let's say you know Floyd jumps in there and sure. and, and uh, you know Connor gets him on the ground and snaps his arm or something in a, in a, in a bar, you know like. That that that's gonna be super bad. People are gonna you know really yeah, be you disappointed about after that. that. I've had I've had arms snap. You know what I'm saying? And you, you, it's just part of the game. So yeah, going into this fight, you might not be. It's it's real. So I don't know if he knows what he's getting himself into. So yeah. you think that would have a lasting impact on the, the sport in general if something like that happened in such a high profile? You know, like oh, that's common to us. You know what I mean? You yeah, don't no, tap. Like, you don't tap. But it's not common for some, not just for me, but some random person who doesn't have any training to go into a fight with, like, someone who has a lot of training, you know, like, that's dangerous as well. Right, like, and, you know, and, and if something happens like that, like, it's going to it's gonna really it? show the seriousness of the situation. Yeah, like, yeah, and that's when people start making, you know, rules or putting right, you know, like... Well, there already is, because the boxing commission kind of oversees that, so they would actually have to approve this fight, given Floyd... Uh, you know, elite status in boxing. I'm, right. I'm sure that it will get okay, but they wouldn't just let anybody do something like that. You, you 
gotta have license and everything. You were talking about Dana White. I could see him doing like a, a mini reality show right before, like training Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's like know, so much opportunity to bank on like that. Do you think he would have a chance if they did something like that? Like at least train them for a while first? Or what? I don't, I think they're on McGregor's side on this one, but uh, I'm sure Floyd has people, you know, I'm sure it's not going to be hard for him to reach out to in the MMA community. Right, I mean, and from what I understand, he he does have people that are helping him train in, in a, a more mixed martial arts way versus boxing. But I mean, it's like a but sense memory thing. You have to, like, continuously do it over and over again right. to remember that you go into an arm, you know, like, it, it needs, it doesn't take, like, two seconds. Here's the thing somebody's uncle that watches UFC or whatever and goes and starts a little gym and they think they know and then they tell you that they know and then they start coaching you and like, bro, this is a real deal, you know, best in the world. Like, you better have some elite coaching if you think you're going to go in there. Well, I mean, as far as the grappling and everything else, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's got his boxing, he knows boxing for sure. Um probably gonna rely on that a lot but for everything else uh and I, there's i don't see if he hasn't been doing it for years you know there's absolutely no way i can see him even learning a few things real quick that's gonna upset the match. Match. Be, yeah, yeah that that yeah, yeah exactly that's even gonna be too much of a factor mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. i mean we know he can stand up and strike but if he gets that leg swept and he falls to the ground like Floyd Mayweather's gonna get beat up bad. Even in boxing, what do they do if, if Floyd's coming at you and you see a punch and you duck it and just grab him? You know, they grab to hold, okay, hold on, take a break real quick. Well, yeah. in MMA, you're getting, yeah, you're, you're getting, down you're and not you're still breaking fighting. away from yeah. that. Right. Like, you're, kid, you're allowed to stay there in that hole, and if he takes you by the neck and bars you out, like, you it, it can be that quick. Side will come over to Pride's side where you'll realize there's probably quite a few people who want to see Floyd Mayweather get beat up and will be in front of I can respect it if he does it, you know, but he better be willing to, I mean, you know, I hope not. I hope he just takes a quick head kick or something. But not hope, but I mean, that's what I, I know he's going to get hurt if he does that, so I don't think he's winning that fight at all. Well, if it happens, I guess, you know, for the sake of, of him and, and everybody that cares about him, I hope he at least doesn't get too hurt. Yeah, you exactly. Know what I mean? Maybe maybe a knee is a gut. Yeah, you know, I mean, he, you know, punches, ref stop, t- tap him out or something. Don't uh, don't hurt him too bad, because that, that that would be a whole different story too. I mean, uh, imagine the the after effects of you know F- Floyd May- Mayweather has his arm broken. You know, like. McGregor's a fool too, you know. McGregor's a fool, so he's gonna want to get him. He's gonna want to get him back for all the, yeah, all the smack talk and for everything. <laughs> I would. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of fire in in McGregor right now. So I mean, he he's really gonna use that, I'm sure. And and it's not gonna play to to Floyd's advantage this time. Like this time, the tables are turned. Connor is the Floyd Mayweather of, of that world, yeah. mm. let's say. So so now it's just complete role reversal. Yeah. Great. Um, well, speaking of, you know, starting and just starting something, how old were you when you went to UFC? Because I know you did, you did wrestling before, right? And yeah, I wrestled in college. Um, I don't know how old I was. 
I'd have to do the math, but it was 2012 when I got into this. It wasn't something you did, but for people who aren't, you know, teenagers, or they don't have to be doing this off the bat to get it, they, do, or they, do, they can go and... Well, how would, what advice would you give to someone who's listening who wants to get involved? You know, who's like in their, you know, teens, late teens, early 20s or something, and, and wants to, to do what you do? Well, um, you know, I promote, uh, you know, martial arts or, or, you know, these young programs for kids, all the way down to the kids' level, you know, but I, I, I like to keep it competitive there and, and uh, learning stages there. Uh, I would say be smart, you know, don't don't beat your body up if you do start real young. Um, wrestling's a little different, but like boxing, you know, I don't know, if, you know, boxers, if you, that's what you're trying to do, then okay, they got to get their sparring in, but if you're, you know, trying to go the MMA route, I would say, you know, take it easy on, on some of the um, punches to the head and the, the, the like damage to the in their teens or, or like in college, okay, who wants to be a UFC fighter? So as you, as you grow up, also as you as you get older, make sure you focus. You gotta learn each discipline thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Where would you suggest they go? Like, where do you know? That's the next thing. You gotta find. You gotta find good training mm -hmm. because you gotta do your research and and uh, find where the best. Uh, I guess the the people that already have a reputation in those gyms. I would go there because they're already established. Um, you know, depending on where you live, and I train at the MMA lab out here in Phoenix, which, I, you know, it's, ours is, is proven, you know, one of the best gyms in the nation, so I don't think we, um, you know, we're obviously one of the best out here too, And but there's other gyms that have um, veteran coaches, seasoned athletes there, and, and a good program where you're going to get the right coaching and the right uh, instruction, but just be careful because there's a lot of frauds out there. That's mm -hmm. what I noticed, man. It's like everybody, you go take a class and now all of a sudden you got a gym. Like, you know, you did a little bit of this and now all of a sudden you're a coach. It's like me, mm -hmm. even at my level, I'm like, I don't really like going around coaching people because uh, I'm not a coach, you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, and it's like, I, you need to be a... So ask people for their credentials. Credentials, yeah. Yeah, per, yeah, exactly. Is there like a way that people can look in? Is, is there a... I don't know, like a, some sort of fact-checking thing that people can, is there a website or some sort of, you know? Not really, not you know, just, you'd have to just research each sport, you know, and you get to boxing, you know, whatever, and just, you know, do your research on the sport, see what kind of, you know, check people's resumes, ask them what, what kind of experience they have, and, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people will, um, you know, they start telling you, I, I want to uh, 10 parking slots titles or something, you know, I mean, you kind of know about what they kind of try to give you credentials and what they use and what, you know, so I don't know, just be smart in that sense, I would say, and just, but make sure you get the right training, you know, I see a lot of people, if you're going to do this for real, this is like, uh, you know, the, it's a real sport, it's a rough sport, and we have a lot of, uh, a lot of posers out there, they try to get into it because they want to, they want to look cool, they want to get girls, just like I don't the rap know what game. it is, yeah. What are some red flags, like, like things that you hear and you be like, no, okay. Well, what I was getting at is like, you know, go to the gym and, and you're going to get beat up. You're going to take your lumps. Like, that's what this, this ain't no patty cake. This ain't no holding hands. This ain't fun. I'm telling you right now, you know what I'm saying? If you're trying to get in this, it's not fun. Um, but a lot of people, they will, they will go to the gym where they can beat everybody up or where they're the top dog or whatever. And then they just, it's. It's just this act, just they're on social media and they're doing it. And that's what they do it for, you know what I'm saying? So just 
make sure if you're gonna do it for real um, you know with uh, people who are better than you yeah because one day you might write or just be prepared you know make sure you get in the right um, preparation and, and learning and stuff because if not you get hurt yeah like as time goes by you know we're, we're getting older you know you're reaching the mid 30s now do you see yourself let's say you know as time goes by and you start fighting less let's say being more involved in becoming somebody who can be a, a trainer or coach you know you know and, and and lead somebody else into the world that you got yourself into you know what I mean like be, becoming somebody else's mentor yeah I could definitely see that in my future maybe but uh, right now I got to focus on my own uh, career and not and not I got this is a selfish sport but I, I'm selfish for my kids you know right. what I'm saying I got I got to do what I got to do to to survive that my goal is to um, set them up and so that's what I got to focus on for now um, but I, I I do feel like you know I'm a good coach so uh, you know I when I started coaching the kids wrestling and, and the different people that I help I feel like I can. Uh, I do good a, a little bit, so I could definitely see it in my future. I don't know if that's a for sure. Thing, right, and I'm not know. saying like the near future or anything. Yeah, yeah. I we definitely still want to see more John Moraga in the ring. Definitely, when I'm done fighting, maybe you know myself, but um, and I and I still feel like I have a lot of that left. But then also, you know, I, I like I said, I put my kids first, so I don't know if I would even really be able to. Uh, I want to yeah. make sure I'm I'm in my kids' life, so who knows, you know. They, they might they they wrestle already so who knows by that time they'll be in high school I might have all my time traveling and going with them and helping them so we'll see where it's where it's father going. and and mother was like that with their kids there would be less need to have role models in general with sports yeah. figures or anything and that's that's where you start that's where everybody if everybody started there there wouldn't be any issue really <laughs> so yeah it'd be much closer to home yeah you know instead of searching far for it you you have it right there in front of you. You know, which is an, another reason why, you know, I say you're, you're a real humble guy because no matter where your status has been, you still say you're completely family-oriented, your kids are your drive, and that's something that a lot of specifically dudes out there should take from you too because they're worried about all that flashy Facebook, wanting to floss here, floss there, and they forget that they got little ones at home that really need their attention while they're out searching for whatever they're searching for exactly. and they don't have that focus yeah, that's, that's I think true. there's also there are, I mean also there are a lot of good dads there's a lot of oh yeah that's of one, one other reason that you, you know you being in the in the limelight like that I mean you're an exceptionally good dad you're you know you, you seem to care more about your kids than most people unfortunately do but uh, I mean you also give a good image of fathers who are young who are not you know people do what they see which is really sad but they do but there's a lot of people I mean I've met a lot of more good fathers than bad fathers generally you know but like the younger people they, they do what they see if they think it's like okay to do this you know like go off and leave your kids or whatever then they'll do it but um, the more people like you that are in the new media and the more you know people are showing young fathers are you know there for their kids you know they're not you know being stupid that they can be you know responsible it's not just like a thing that was you know 20 years ago or something it's actually a thing now you know that that makes more people do it it just it's just a fact when people see it they do it and they realize that it's um 
admirable to to do. You know, a lot of people, there's a lot of fathers that go, you know, to banquets and it's it's kind of like a symbol for them too. One more time, guys. Make sure you go uh, get those tickets. They're on sale. John Moraga's fight. What, what's the date again? One more time. Plug it up. April 14th. April 14th. Gila River Arena. Tickets on sale. Make sure you go get those, man. Watch your boy from Maryville in action. Until then, have a great day.